How do you actually grieve? Welcome to our series on uh, how to grieve and going through that grief journey. Today I'm going to be talking about the physical aspect or impact of grief. What does grief do to the body? Um, I'm Christy Bundekumar, Dr. B. I'm a psychiatric nurse practitioner, um, but I am also on my own personal grief journey from the loss of children, which if you are a mother, you know is absolutely the worst thing that could happen to us. I am living every mother's worst nightmare. Today, I am reviewing a research article on the physical impact of grief. I often tell people, and I've coined the term like controlled grief, you have to take the time to grieve, otherwise it will come up in other ways, maybe in mental health uh, symptoms, but also it could come up in physical symptoms. The more emotional things that we suppress, don't process, they will come out in physical manifestations, for sure. And so, um, I really like this article because it broke it down just based on science. And we often talk about the broken heart syndrome and how, you know, someone can lose a loved one and then they actually physically get, start getting cardiac symptoms. And so, uh, uh, Dr. Mary Frances O'Connor actually pulls in like a meta-analysis of all the research on grief and breaks down like physically what is happening. Um, you know, <clears throat> I really like the graph. I, I think you should download the article. I really like the graph where it talks about, you know, someone who has gone through the grieving process and um, they their levels, their cortisol and pro-inflammatory levels will begin to come down after about a year. Um, and I would say five years for the loss of a child. Um, and that year is kind of an arbitrary mark. But if those levels continue to stay elevated, the risk of uh, disease and mortality, it significantly increases for those individuals. So let's talk about those lab levels. Um, in this article, she specifically talks about uh, cortisol and pro-inflammatory markers in the body. And, um, you know, what is happening with these pro-inflammatory markers during grief and with the cortisol levels. Cortisol is our stress hormone. You can imagine that is obviously going to be elevated in grief. The pro-inflammatory markers is what was very interesting to me. Pro-inflammatory markers means that there is an inflammatory process about to happen in the body. And um, so this could, these could be elevated before an actual disease process or abnormal labs occur. So when you go to the doctor and you get blood work, they typically do a CBC, CMP, maybe look at your thyroid. That is basically looking at all of your major organs, your, your liver, your pancreas, um, are you, uh, is your blood functioning properly? Um, but that's all that that does, and whether your thyroid is, is functioning properly. These, there's so many other lab tests that we don't do on a routine basis because they don't necessarily indicate a specific disease, and 
um, they would only be indicated if you were showing symptoms. But in this case, what we're talking about is that the, the emotional impact of grief actually is changing some of these pro-inflammatory markers where they are elevated. And that if we do not process grief, decrease our stress, then those pro-inflammatory markers could um, continue to impact your body and actually begin to produce physical symptoms. So it talks a little bit about cardiac symptoms, um, you know, uh, autoimmune symptoms. Um, epigenetics is a whole other field of medicine in that if you have kind of a predisposition to certain um, conditions, stress, these pro-inflammatory markers, can actually bring those things to the surface and you begin to have them. For example, lupus. Lupus is a um, known disorder. However, it is often exacerbated by stress and the, the first time you have an episode, it is often uh, initiated by stress. So that is how this the body works. The body um, responds to stress and chronic stress will produce physical symptoms over time. And so this is why I am constantly telling people, you've got to tr process this grief, you have to get it out of your body so that you are not kind of turning on those pro-inflammatory markers. Um, this article is written in a very scientific way. If you like that, absorb that. Um, but what I'm trying to say by talking about this article is that we have to start and finish this process. And when I say finish, I don't mean that the, the grief of intense loss ever goes away. But the impact in which it's having it on your life should have a significant decrease and not be causing you overwhelming stress. Now, there is actually a mental health condition called prolonged grief disorder. <clears throat> and we'll talk about that in another video. But in prolonged grief disorder, you continue to have intense feelings of grief past the you know one year mark. Um, and again, loss of a child, I would say five years probably loss of a spouse closer to five years. Um, but, you know, just in that process, knowing that there should be an end point where it's not impacting your physical health um, and your daily life, okay? Um, and oftentimes we also need to be looking for, you know, medical conditions or mental health conditions like um, major depressive disorder because if you're not processing the grief and you have a lot of other things and you're letting that um, compound, you can actually exacerbate an episode of major depressive disorder, which is also another video. So if you meet criteria for major depressive disorder, please seek professional help. Um, this grief journey is real. There's depressive symptoms in a grief journey, but they are different than major depressive disorder. Um, so continue on this journey for your mental health and by evidence of this article for your physical health because I believe that you are mentally strong.